Welcome back. Episode 30, All the Fly Kids Show. This is the 444 on a Sleepless Morning episode, and I don't have to give an introduction to our guest today because y'all know him. This is his third visit with us. Hey. Always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. We have Mr. Marcus K. Dowling. Pleasure to be back here. Back on the show. Pleasure to be here. Um, so as everybody knows, um, I am Geronimo Knows, and if you don't know, it's your first time listening, I am Geronimo Knows, and I also have my super engineer and co-host, Backpack Matt What's in up? the building per usual, and um, but something I'm sure most of y'all know, all y'all know, Jay Z's 13th album was released a couple days ago via title 444. Um, it's caused a lot of buzz in the media, social media, in the streets, not so much DC, but we'll talk about that in a second because you know that's a whole that's a another thing. A, but uh, that's actually it, a really silly conversation. It's um mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of talk. So I, I you know this is a this is an impromptu episode. I wanted to just make sure that I I, I did we did a show that we could like really comment and speak to this as a, a cultural release, a cultural occurrence in hip hop culture, street culture, urban culture, all of that. So um. I really just want to go into, especially since I just mentioned like the social media frenzy. Yeah, can we talk about the business around this album first and get it out the way? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Can... Okay, uh, let me let me lay. Okay, okay, okay. I want to lay out. A, all right, so we'll, we'll let Marcus do that. I want to lay out a fact, a couple facts about Sean Carter. He is worth eight hundred and ten million dollars. Um, the thing about doing this album with Sprint and Title is that Jay Z bought. Title, which was a you know competitor Swedish. to Spotify, a Swedish competitor to Spotify in the market of streaming uh, audio and video, high quality audio. Right, exactly. Right. It was that was their differentiation point from Spotify. Um, he bought that, and then promptly, as probably judged by just him using his using being a smartphone user, realizing that okay, so everybody uses these these apps now on their smartphones. These these these. Music sharing things are now, you know, in app form at right. their best. So he's like, okay, um, I'm going to flip this and sell it to to Sprint. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sold it to Sprint for what was it, two hundred million well, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what put that. him up to eight hundred to ten million in, uh, in in assets and wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the most important part of this album is that, okay, so Jay Z owns Rock Nation. Right. The label that he assigned to. He assigned to his own label. Mm-hmm. Like, Nas is not the only artist. Like, people got excited when he wrote, like, Nas' album done. He's like, yeah, sign myself to my own label. It's like, no, no, no. He's not the only one. Like, right. Jay is signed to Rock Nation, which is his label. He also owns the means of distribution, mm-hmm. pressing, mm-hmm. all of it. Like, there's a... You know, they say that there's artists they have three to sixty degree, they have three to sixty deals where, you know, the label gets a cut of everything every single thing that they do. Mm-hmm. So your merch, your touring. Yeah, Jay's the first artist on this level to pay himself for putting out an album. Mm-hmm. Like that has to be restated. Jay Z because he owns he has an ownership stake in Sprint mm-hmm. and an ownership stake in Title. Mm-hmm literally paid himself to put out a record. For a second time in a row. Yeah. No, 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 because with Samsung, Samsung paid him, but he didn't own the, the, the distribution arm of it. Okay. That was all Samsung. Okay. So he got that money up front to, like, make the record. Mm-hmm. He got it advanced, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
Samsung paid the advance because there's not really a label that can pay right. Jay Z in advance at this point. Because everybody, as everybody needs to know, like there's like there's the label structures of you know modern music are significantly smaller than ever before, and budgets are smaller than ever before. Mm -hmm. Like there are artists that just will go without releasing music. Like like Fridge Montana, for instance, mm -hmm. put out um the what's the new single he has out right now? Unforgettable. Unforgettable is not on an album. Right. It's a, Just a single. single streaming on social on you know various social media platforms. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. It's and and that used that would be usually a thing that would be accompanied by a record. But no, it's just the summer song. Mm -hmm. And you know, like DJ Khaled put out a playlist where if you look at his playlist, the first four songs are the songs you know. Right. Everything else after it. It's a crapshoot. He did it on the last album, too. Right. right. Whether you listen or you don't, it doesn't matter, because the, the four songs you know are right there. Right boom, there. boom, 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 yeah. boom. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, Drake put out literally a, probably what you could call a DJ mix. Yeah. Like, it's like an emotional, moody, soulful DJ mix of new music mm -hmm. as an album. So that's where we are. And so, like, and that's important because the music industry doesn't make money in the way that it used to. Right. right. In the way that it used to when... Jay-Z started his career as a mainstream artist back in 1996, mm -hmm. which is important, you know, to note that the music industry has come from this place where it used to be about making scads of money all the time. Money was the least concerning thing in the world. Yes. Now we're at a place where it's like, oh, no, it's going to turn a profit. So Jay-Z had to get to a point in order to release the new music that he has been sitting on, and we'll talk about why he's sitting on this music, where he had to control all of the means of getting the music out in order to pay himself. Right. Or else this thing was not going to happen. Can we, can we talk about quickly how, I guess, over time, our distrust for the, the music industry and, and albums kind of grew? Because you would see that they, they wanted to sell albums because they can get high margins off of that, but usually they would leave with two singles, and then most of these albums would only have those singles and then a bunch of filler. Yo, Jay's right? like the best artist to talk to talk about that with. Because Jay was always the guy who had, like... Jay-Z Jay album would be all, every single, almost every song on the damn album would be on the radio back mm. in the day. Back in the day, but by the end, by like 07, 08, like when you get to like Blueprint 3 and all of yeah. that, mm. there's a lot of filler on that record. There's a lot of filler yes. on some of these A songs. lot of filler. Yeah. And 3, Kingdom Come. Yeah. Kingdom Come. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, all of our favorites have those albums. But all of our favorites true. And, and And to that point, 444 is 10 tracks long. Mm-hmm. Like, a Jay-Z album is 10 songs long, which is astounding right. because, again, Jay was the king of filler. Right. Like, I got to get that Drake song in because, well, I need to make Drake so he can be a, a label guy. I got to make... It was, it was uh, Blueprint 3 where he made J. Cole and Drake mm -hmm. on the same album. And, it's and like, had Cuddy on it. Yep. Right, had Cuddy. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. Cuddy, Cole, and, and Drake, yeah. which is such a canny, like, business move because mm -hmm. you have to, like co-sign these kids so that they can start to get their label money straight right. so that then they can make their own records. And, and he brought like, J. Cole on the Blueprint 3 tour. Yeah, that. right, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it's all business with Jay. Yeah. And I think that's a point about this album, too, that's important, is that Jay's a drug dealer. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is has to be stated. Like, people forget that. A drug dealer and a gangster. <laughs> right. Which are not always synonymous. Right. But he's a drug dealer and a gangster. Right. So it's like, okay, Jay-Z is used to, like, flipping things mm -hmm. all the time. Right. So at a certain point when the music industry started to, like, capitulate and fall in on itself, his artistry as a musician 
was used in order to leverage business moves. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that was always his look. Like, it was like, okay, so like reasonable doubt has to be strong so that Def Jam will actually give me the time of day mm -hmm. so that maybe one day I could be the president of Def Jam, mm -hmm. which like large parts of his career, in my mind, are predicated upon the point when Def Jam needed a change in power from Lior to like Lior Cohen right. to like, okay, Jay's right there. Yeah. He's like an executive with Rockefeller mm -hmm. and he sold albums and he sold out tours. Right. Like, you know, if you look at like the, uh, the backstage documentary, yep. mm -hmm. it's all about like, okay, well, this is a young man on the come up. Like the one guy who, in that whole documentary who you look at and you're like, okay, this guy's on a come up. Yeah. It's Jay. It's not Damon Dash arguing about jackets. Mm -hmm. Right. right. <laughs> but that's the most infamous moment. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But it's Jay who's just quietly going out, doing his set, yep. hanging out backstage, being cool. Fostering healthy relationships. Right, fostering healthy personal business relationships, right. personal and business relationships with all the proper, you know, people in the in the Def Jam family tree, and then he became the president of Def Jam. Right, right. And then once he became the president of Def Jam, he immediately got Guys like Drake and guys like J. Cole and guys like Kid Cudi and all these folks. Wale like, had a Wale, deal. Wale, right? right. Yeah. All, got all of them started. Mm -hmm. And then it was like once he saw where there was a space above them still mm -hmm. and above guys like 50 because he was very canny in that. I think that's the thing we also have to mention too about like the way money moves in New York rap because mm -hmm. New York rap's important to this. He positioned himself above 50 Cent, above Fab, right. above Cam, mm -hmm. all of those guys because he can make that business move. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. he placed all the hipster rappers above them, too. Yes. Because when he, when he latched all of them to his career moves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he could literally, you could sit like Wale and all those guys around like 08, 09, mm -hmm. right on top. Like 50 became irrelevant. Right. Because it, it came at a time when all, when all that, that, that street shit wasn't, wasn't a, a, it was becoming a non-factor right. in rap. Yeah, because Jay turned it into a business move. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it, yeah. I mean, you saw it when it, uh, Fifty Cent faced off with Kanye on the album <laughs> right. release date, right? Yes. That yes. was the linchpin turning moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the, because the thing was is that, and also Kanye being a Def Jam artist, at that right, point. right, exactly. and being a key part of the whole Jay Z story too. Right. So you're at this point now where I think that now we're at a place with Jay with this record, where he's made every business move he could feasibly make. Mm -hmm. He is $190 million away from being a billionaire. So he's like a deal with, name, name a giant corporation, any of them, doesn't matter, from being a billionaire. So now he can finally release a record for the first time in 20 years mm -hmm. where he's not like, well, I got to make this, 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 this song. To, to appease this people yeah. and make that song be on MTV mm -hmm. and make that song do this. He's like finally like, okay, I can just make a rap record again. Facts. I mean, and you saw with Magna Carta Holy Grail, just a business move with Literal. that, right? Literal. <laughs> like, yeah. now, I think we talked about that before we started recording, but can you give a little background on that? Yeah, so it's like, it's like Samsung's like, all right, cool. So um, we're gonna give you a million dollars and you need to make a, an album for us because we want you to be in the room. Because mm -hmm. Samsung has started really making their big push in America. Mm -hmm. Like Samsung, people don't get, is, 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 a, is a largely Asian right. corporation mm -hmm. that made a move into the American smartphone market to challenge what Apple was doing with the iPhone. Right. Yeah. And the Jay-Z look was like, okay, so we're, we need to like get over the hump and let's find anybody who can get us over the hump. Who's that, who's that person that can get us over the hump? We'll just give them some money, have them do a thing. I mean, if you could have sold 
cookies with a with a, a Samsung phone, they would have gone to mm-hmm. Mrs. Fields. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But it's like, oh, rap is cool. Yeah. Jay, you want to make an album? For rap Samsung? is cool. Rap is global. <laughs> right. We can. We we'll put it on a. We'll, we'll make an app for your album, mm-hmm. and everybody could download it off the app. Mm-hmm. And Jay's like, for how much? A million. Oh, cool. Right, 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 right. Sign me up. Where do I have to sign? Right. For four forty four, it's the same partnership. It's a and then you bring in Sprint as well, right? Yeah, no, it's a different partnership. It's, a di- it's not it's, Samsung. It's title strictly with it's Sprint. It's title right, and bad, Sprint because when he sold title, he sold title to the phone company that would exclusively carry it for a while. Right, mm-hmm. which makes makes sense in the whole promotion of get six months of title, hi-fi, right. top of the line title <laughs> for free when you switch to Sprint. Yeah. Right. So he's going to... he. He could give you this for free for six months, the top of the line offering of title for free because he's going to get a mo- some money from new new li- new activations. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And yep. as some, I used to, I used to work in wireless in right. wireless communications mm-hmm. and like on the retail level, that was some of the best um, uh, 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 commission money that I would get off is a new activation. Mm-hmm. So just even on the on the on the top level. Like just getting a portion of that, because I'm just like, how are you just going to give people six months of title high five for free? So you you breaking this down? Yeah. that makes sense, right? right. You know, because it's all profit, mm-hmm. and like, getting user data too. Yeah. So so and and okay. So from a creative point, we can move into the record. Yeah. Like from a creative point, as a creative, if you know any artist or any person who makes anything in the world, when you're operating from a point of pure profit, mm-hmm. you don't have to put out a cent. You don't have to worry about, and even better, Jay-Z does not have to worry about criticism with this record because it's not being sold. Mm-hmm. Right. So did your Pitchfork review for this record, you're like, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Right. <laughs> the, the, the hip-hop DX review is yeah. bad. Right. Whatever. You know, because he, he's pure profit at this point. He's one of the first creatives ever, ever, ever in the history of anything Let's take this all the way back to like when he did the American Gangster album, mm-hmm. like American mm-hmm. Gangster album. I was like, that's a bold move. No, it's created. It's it's ultimately predicated upon the if this movie sells, right. then you make profit off of the movie right. selling. Right. So it's related to a thing selling. Right. So and that, and that that's a that's a creative point of freedom when you're like, oh well, I I have I have the the thing that I'm supposed to be creating from, and they told me I could just make music about it. Mm-hmm. That's cool, but you still get paid off of the profit of the film. So if Denzel's film does not sell, you're, you're yeah. like, well, I tried. Right. But, <laughs> but, but, but that move, but it, even with the movie and Frank Lucas, and you have Denzel and the, the, the monumental branding that that has, that connects with Jay. I mean, yeah, it's it does. Perfect, it was a, perf- it was it was a perfect, perfect branding look. Absolutely. So then think about it like this. So like, okay, so he's done this stuff before. But this is the point where they're like, okay, literally, Jay's like, I don't have to worry about anything. I literally don't have to worry about a thing. Mm-hmm. I have three kids. I have patched up things successfully with my wife. Mm-hmm. My entire, like, I am almost a billionaire. Yes. I own Sprint. Imagine a moment where you wake up in the morning and you are Sean Carter and you're like, you used to own, like, drugs until you sold them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you wake up and you pull up your smartphone and you're looking at the investments and you're looking at Sprint, which is the company that you own. Mm-hmm. You're like, 
And then you look at Tidal and you see how many people have subscribed to Tidal and that comes to you as profit. And I also wonder too, wow. just speaking more on the business side, with in title on, on the title side of it, I wanna, I just wonder the strategy in this as well because I remember, I'm all about online content now. Yeah. I've been consuming so much of that shit. It's like I can't believe I still got room left to consume content right, right. online. But I remember, even like six months or so ago, with title, um, like the the other content outside of the music, it was lacking. It was just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I don't know about this. Eh. And so I actually I deaded my subscription. Right. I was like, this isn't enough for me to stick around. It's like, what are you giving me that's that is different? Other, other than the fact that I am supporting a black owned business. Right. Which right. which know, title is. Which title is, okay? Yeah. And yes, being being a person who is all about black empowerment, that should have been enough right there for me to to uh to uh to stay subscribed. So faux pas on me. Nonetheless, going back on in now resubscribing, looking at all the content, I'm just like, what in the fuck? This is great. Like, and it's it's diverse. It's not just like based in rap. Right. You know what I mean? Like they've got content that's focused on like the Latin market. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They've got like a uh they got a couple of shows like this comedy series or something. With Cypher Sounds, they partnered yeah, up yeah, with yeah, a lot yeah. of people so, so they brought in Cypher Sounds. You know, the fact that they have, you know, they got Angie Martinez and Miss Info doing a podcast together. Right. They just right. launched their podcast. It's, it's, it's right. like it's amazing. You know what yeah. I mean? And so all the, as well as just like you know, uh, 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 still have a wealth of like concert footage and, and things like that. You know, I didn't know about the um, the RD twenty doc. Right. They you did Jeezy's. Yeah. Uh, what was it? The ten year anniversary. Yep. Mm -hmm. Ross. They did the same yeah. thing with him. Jay. Right. You know, yeah. They have the releases not just for Jay but for. Rihanna, they got Beyonce, the, the top, right. the Kanye. Top, the, the, the top five albums that changed my life series, where they sit down with different artists. That. Yeah, it's, you know it's incredible. I mean? they got, and they've, they've given shots to like the, the little guy. Like They acquired Money and Violence. They were streaming that the second season. Right. One that of my favorite web in, shows, and I can't wait for that shit to come back on. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Like So that that's where you're at when yeah. you're Jay, and you're like, okay. Well, and I'm sure that for him, it's, it's like a fun thing now, because it's like, oh, well, all right. Rap is fun again for me because right. I got the ace in the hole. Right. I don't have to worry about a damn thing. Mm -hmm. No reviews or nothing. I can just hang out in my house. And like, to, that, to that point, he called no ID. It's not like he called 100 million producers even. Right. Right. He was like, hey. You're you, you going to do the whole thing. Because <laughs> yeah. right. like, I'm sure that for him, at some point, because you're always chasing a dollar, you're always trying to find the hottest producer with the right. hottest beats or whatever. Right. And when you're like, I'm just going to make a rap record. It's like, and I don't have to worry about anything. He's like, well, who's like, if I ever wanted to make a rap album, who would I make this rap album with? Right. right. He's like, I'll make it with no ID. Right. And I, th and I think, and I want to talk about this later, but I'm going to touch on it now. I think him getting to this point where he's just like completely comfortable. Yeah. That's him reaching a, 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 a the level of apathy ne necessary, the, a the level of apathy towards outside opinion necessary for him to give this, go through this catharsis, you know, on wax to just be the most vulnerable he's ever been yeah. with us as, as fans and mm -hmm. listeners. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so now I want to actually go back backwards and go into just like everything culturally that's coming about with this, with this, the release of this record. So I I, like the two, it. the two themes that have been, uh, that people have been talking about since Friday, um, 
the 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 like black economics, uh, generational wealth, black empowerment, along with uh, and capitalism, along with everybody's favorite recent hashtag, men are trash, and he's proving that men are trash, and this, that, and the third, and Beyonce, that couldn't have been me, and whatever the case may be, and I'm getting into that. Our, our love for Beyonce, you're supposed to be our leader, and you disappointed. <laughs> Don't come get me behalf, but uh, that's what I'm saying. So, but that's that, those are the those that's yeah. been the people still. I go on Twitter right now; they still talking about one of those two things. No, the coolest part about that record is infidelity that, or capitalism versus socialism. I get the sense that Jay listened to um to Pimp a Butterfly, mm-hmm. and number one, he wished he could make that record, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like every rapper. You're just like, damn, I I. That's the record I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Every like rapper with that uh, with that connection to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. When you're like when you have that one to one where like if I put something out, people are going to buy it mm-hmm. no matter what I say. So let me say some shit that actually matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, if I man, this record is great. So it's like and then I'm sure he's looking at like what everybody else has kind of like been doing since then, and he's like, well, I'm the only person since since Kendrick seems to be perfectly content with being middle class. His house is what like. Half a mil, mm-hmm. like you know, he's got his, his wife and his kids, you know, just hanging out. He, he finally bought that Lexus. Yeah, like real, <laughs> like real normal stuff. Like it's not like he bought like a Bentley, but like a Lexus. Like you know, like you know, he might, he might even have a, a, a Benz. You know what I mean? Right. But he's like not making crazy moves with his wealth. He's like, well, the one thing I can talk about for black people is is wealth. Right. Yes. And he's like, well, I'm gonna double down on like I'm gonna like literally. Cause, cause imagine this is a guy who has Warren Buffett's number in his cell, is in his cellular telephone. Mm-hmm. He could call Warren Buffett for financial advice. That, just a kid from Marcy Projects. That, that's the crazy thing with Jay. That used, to, that used to sell drugs. Right. People <laughs> don't understand. Like, like what's that one line where he says like, um, like saying that you're the realest rapper is like saying you're the tallest midget. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. that's politically correct. Yeah, it's right. the truth. Cause reality, people don't get that, and mm-hmm. we'll get this with the Beyonce comment especially. His reality for since the beginning has not been my reality or your reality or your reality or anybody's reality. I mean, this was the guy who was literally like Biggie's right hand man. Mm-hmm. Like, Puff thought he was Big's right hand man, but Big knows better. That was his right hand man. That Bro- was his Brooklyn's man. Because they, they, they come from similar circumstances. Right. They, like, right. they can speak the same language. Right. Do you right. Know what I mean? He was also Lior Cohen's right hand man. Mm-hmm. He was also like Barack Obama's right hand man. Leo and Barack both being gangsters too. So think about it. Like <laughs> the the day that Barack they are they both the, yeah the day that Barack had Osama bin Laden shot and killed, Jay probably a, got a text <laughs> from his man a hundred grand, yeah. the President of the United States. Yeah. AJ, you won't believe the shit I just pulled off. Yeah, what'd you do? I killed Osama. Boom. Right. Damn, son. That's a real... Gangsters moving silence and violence. <laughs> right. So that's that's the thing. Jay doesn't... He's not playing on anybody he's, else's he's level. He's on a different level now. It's a whole, whole different level. And now he's like, I own Sprint. Yes. When he goes into any mall or any street in America and sees a Sprint store, that's my store. So, Okay. Before we go on to the on the infidelity Beyonce part, I want to talk about the 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 the, the economic part about the audit. So yeah, you are a socialist. I am. I'm absolutely a socialist. Okay. 110%. I love capitalism. 
but we're both smart, and this is how we're able to still be friends. Right, of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Um, do you think that um, black nationalists who are who are more on the capitalistic argument of this and black socialists will ever find some common ground where, as it relates to what Jay Z is talking about okay. on this on this on this album? Okay, so the key to all the key to the whole Jay Z conversation about wealth is just literally first about get sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like that shit when he says, like, you know, what's better than throwing a bunch of money in the strip club? Mm-hmm. Credit. 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 It's the that that's an approachable goal uh, the for people's money. Everybody right. that <laughs> listens to this podcast, everybody that listens to the album, everybody that's on Twitter, everybody that's in the world is having good credit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, yo, you gotta be a, a multi-billionaire right. millionaire motherfucker to have. No. He just says, have good credit. Simple stuff. Simple. Buy low. Buy low, sell high, or buy, right. buy low and hold. And then he's like, and then even crazier is like, he does that extrapolation where he's like, well, when I was in Dumbo, it's all the story of OJ, which is yeah. to right. me like. It's amazing. Amazing, because he just breaks it all down. But it's like, okay. So it's like, well, somebody offered me to, to buy. Two million. Two million in Dumbo. I that, same place that same place today is worth 25 million. million. Yeah. How I feel? Yeah. Dumbo. Dumbo. <laughs> It's that's the same thing. It's like it's like if if somebody walks up to you and says, "Okay, like buy my artwork for a hundred dollars." If you go to say, um, if you go to what's her name, um, homegirl, the T Calabash. You go to Calabash. Mm-hmm. They have art on the walls sometimes. Yep, different artists all the time. Right. You see that piece of art. A hundred dollars. Buy it. Just buy it. <laughs> if that person blows up, you're gonna be like, "Damn, I should have spent that hundred dollars." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like it's all about like investment in things. Like, you know, like just just people get it twisted because the problem with Jay is that Jay is a New York rapper, so everything with him is like, "I got a bunch of money, here my nuts." <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, so you as a socialist aren't put off by no, what he's talking about because it's all approachable, like you. It's the problem with Jay is, again, he's a New York rapper, so it's like, you're more concerned about the fact that he said, these are my nuts. You see how big my nuts are? Like, right. you gotta <laughs> look past that shit. Right. Like, right. yeah, whatever. Like, okay. Did, would you, did you see the, um, uh, there was a couple people I was talking to, uh, got into a, a comment. I commented on um, someone's post on Facebook about how um, a black person who has said the comment about Jews own, owning all the buildings is it was an anti-Semitic statement. It's the truth, and it's just like, and so a lot of people, very few people, agree with them, including myself. I I disagreed in that, and I said, in order to capture the attention of the people, especially within New York, who are always complaining about Jews own up everything and the hood fucked up. You know what I mean? He had to speak in their perspective because many of them will never be able to even see outside of that and see. Like understand how economics and real estate yeah. works. You know, you dig what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. Had, that that is that I know people who are like highly intelligent and are politically connected and still say shit like that. Like Jews own all the all the shit and they're the slum lords and this that, all this all this wild shit. You know what I mean? In New York City, that's a very New York City perspective on ownership so and real estate. Little little facts that Jay Z learned when he got his credit right. Mm-hmm. When you walk into a room. And you're around, like, you know, say, rich Jewish people who have good credit, 
and have you know the ability to leverage mass sums of money because of their good credit mm-hmm. or because of the, 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 the credit accrued by their businesses, they walk up to each other and they go, hi, Steve Jobs, I am person X. Hey, how can we do business together? Well, what is your business worth? My business is worth $127 million. Great, can you get a line of credit in order to partner with my company on a thing that we're doing? Yes, I could probably have that line of credit immediately. Great, awesome. So you're not leveraging any of your actual money and I'm not leveraging any of my actual money. Mm-hmm. Limits liability. Let's have fun. Trust, builds trust, uh, you know, right. being willing to, to partner up on something. And that's, and that's a different thing that most black people aren't used to. Like when you go into a room, it's like, you know, like, all right, well, what is your company worth? Well, I mean, you know, like... Uh, we we kind of just starting out just and everything. Started, you we know, trying to figure everything out. I mean, we're just trying to get this you know. money straight, you know. But, you know. Boom, yeah, boom. We can, yeah. we can still do something, right? Like, you right. know, like, we can find my mans to, you know, hook it up and we'll yeah, be good. Yeah. No, that conversation does not work in the room that Jay-Z is in now. Right. It's like, what are you, like, what is your company worth? Well, which one? Which one are we talking about? Which line of credit would you like to do business with? Too right. many of us are trying to get to just the Shark Tank episode of, <laughs> of like the appearing on it. Like, well, I had 100000 in sales last year. Like, you know, just get to that point. Right, and Jay is on a whole different yeah. other level. It's like, well, which one of my lines of credit do you, do you would you like? I mean, we can go retro with it, and I could still, you know, pull up the Rockaware brand, who is, which is available and active in Asia, mm-hmm. and has, you know, made me $7 million last year. Are you interested in that, or are you interested in Title? Title, you know, we have all these different, you know, streams of things that we're doing, and would you like to work with that? Or you can work with Sprint. Or we could just do a whole, you know, Directly. like cell phone, smartphone thing, and that would be fun. Mm-hmm. And or, then it's, and you're just like, and what, what other black person in the world could say that? Doesn't he still have stake in Barclays Center, even though yes, he sold yes, his he ownership does. in the Nets? Yes, so he does. With through Rock Nation, you can not only manage the talent in boxing right. and rap, and everything that happens in New York can happen at the Barclays Center, so right. you get cash off of that. And just it doesn't even have to it, be at the Garden. And on, and on, as far as, like, pleasantries go, I just, just as a thank you, I send you a Methuselah bottle of fucking... Ace of Spades, Armande Brignac Champagne, because right. I own that shit right. in full. Right. And if you drink cognac, fuck it. Here's some Douce as well. <laughs> fuck it. Just to say, here's my thank you. This, this, you know. this, is, the, <laughs> this is the next step that kind of Master P sold the, the seeds for. Because he, mm-hmm. he was one of the first to create value-added products off of his brand with mm-hmm. in food, with the potato chips, with No Limit Films, and going right. straight to DVD. But this is a totally different level. You know, and I think that you have to credit Jay for being able to be in the room and conduct himself in a way that warrants that oh, type of trust. He had to learn, and that's what makes right. Kill Jay Z so great, because yeah. he runs down every stupid thing mm-hmm. that he did yeah. to get to that level. Because I mean, this is the guy who who beat Harv Pierre with a bottle, right. and he mentioned it. And I was like, yeah. when I heard it, I was like, okay, I was walking down U Street, getting ready to go, going to work, and I'm like, all right, it's happening. I'm gonna listen to. 444, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Got like my like I got like my super exclusive stream. I downloaded it. I'm like, boom, this is gonna be dope. And I listened to it and like two seconds in, I'm like <laughs> What? Yeah, it was different. He did not mention Be- Harv Pierre on a record in two thousand and seventeen. Be- Harv Pierre and he, he talked about, you know, poking up. Exactly. You know, it's like that's stuff you can't do. And the fact that he got off, right? Like with a slap on the wrist with for that after after saying like, okay, yeah, I did it. No, (laughs) just give you three months probation, whatever. Right, and those are things that like I I'd imagine back when they were still making examples of rappers at his caliber, because at that time. 
He Hip hop cops were real. He was still he was still like at the pinnacle, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. As far as notoriety and influence, even mm-hmm. at that point, but they were still making examples out of rappers back then. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's crazy. So it's like it's that thing where it's like you know when you go into the room and you're sitting, you know, like he's at that meeting with Donald Trump. That I'm sure he didn't say anything about it. Right. But I'm 175 percent sure he had that meeting with Donald Trump. Went to Trump Tower, dead at night. Went in, hung out, sat there, and you know that's that meeting that you know you 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 can have when you you don't appear that way anymore. Because mm-hmm. when you do appear that way, they don't let you have that meeting. And I mean, why not? I mean, there's a number of properties that Donald Trump has initially launched who he, that he no longer owns. Right. So fuck it. Why not buy a couple of hotels, you right. know? Right. I'm sure that's what it was. It was <laughs> like, I'm sure it was like, at some point, Don's like, okay, so they say that because I'm the president that I can't own this stuff. And I need people who are liquid who can just give me the money straight up right now mm-hmm. for doing that. And there are very few people in the world mm-hmm. that could do, do that, that and not really feel the strain on their wallet. And mm-hmm. Jay-Z, on that short list. Yeah. And that's, that's, again, another level where Jay is now on the level of anybody else doing this. His net worth alone as somebody who came into the music industry as a rapper is as much as the rap industry as a whole made probably in 1990. Six. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> like that's the that's crazy, crazy you know? part. That's he, crazy. He can have those conversations. It's like, yeah, Don, we'll, we'll, we'll buy, you know, two or three hotels. Absolutely. Sure. Take them off your hands for eight years? Absolutely. Sure, somebody, they've already had a relationship. You <laughs> yeah. know, many, many high-profile New Yorkers have had have some type of association or come in contact right. with Donald Trump. That wouldn't surprise years. me in the least if he was like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll set up an LLC, you know, yeah. right behind it, you know, right there, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you your profits, and, you know, I'll take, like, you know, 10%, and we'll be good. Which I think, if, if, that's, if that's the conversation that was had, I think it's great. I will gladly stay <laughs> in a Jay-Z-owned hotel. But you wouldn't yeah. know it's a Jay-Z-owned hotel, because nobody knows a Jay-Z-owned Sprint. Right, but see, that's another thing, right? But <laughs> in the same way that he... Back, so back when I was working at Ace of Spades, right. he had no official financial investment other than, other, other, other than all, the only investment he had was like, we partner up, we do stuff. People think it's a part of me. I got something going on. I help y'all sell more bottles. Right. But that even in itself is still capital and, and, and valuable to him. It's crazy, right? You know what I mean? So yeah. even just before people knew, like, no, officially, like, okay, he owns Sprint. He has a major stake in Sprint. The fact that, oh, shit, title and Sprint, they're doing something for release. Fuck it. Let's switch to Sprint. You right. know what I mean? And he knows his market mm-hmm. because of the big four carriers. Right. Sprint Sprint and T-Mobile have the, the easiest credit checks to get through. Right. He knows us, as he told us, the credit on the record. A lot of black people, our credit's fucked up. So a lot of us ain't get ain't. We're not going to be able to get a line of credit for a line of service, rather, with uh, AT&T and Verizon without having to pay a deposit. Right. Sprint and T-Mobile, we can get through that shit and not have to pay a fucking deposit. You might even get, they might even throw us three, four lines. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's dope. Like, I mean, it's... That's real. Like, I think that the other part of this record that people don't talk about, Story of OJ being one of the, one of the songs that talks about it, um, I think it's a theme throughout the album, is um, black empowerment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. like Jay's yes. never, Jay has never discussed this ever in life because I feel like it's a thing that it was introduced to him 
at some point in the midst of all of this. Like, Lena Simone sampled, Stevie Wonder sampled, like, there's like, Donny Hathaway has sampled. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like these are all records that he has come to in being a black father. Okay. Which is an important part of the black empowerment piece of this, is that Jay-Z is an African-American father uh -huh. of African-American children uh -huh. at a time where African-American children are shot in the face and killed uh -huh. all the fucking time. So, like... Well, he's, he's it's definitely... Like I said, this is... As far as some of these concepts and, 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 th and this thinking, a lot of this... Is this, this is just like the culmination, the most comprehensive presentation he's provided. Right. But he's always dropped hints. Like last night, I went back and listened to a bunch of old Jay Z records, and on the um, on Dope Man on Volume Three, you know, he says um, this is around the time when you know he was going to court and all that shit. Right. He says the lines got. Your Honor, I no longer kill my people. I raise mine, the soul of Mumia, in this modern day time. Right. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Even just knowing, like he 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 was conscious then, but once again he hadn't sat with it. He long had that enough. woke. He had that woke five percent analogy. Every right. every New York rapper has exactly. He, but definitely, he talked about it. He, he definitely, said he he definitely comes yeah. from. He definitely comes from that whole got that guy body shit. He right. definitely comes from from that school. He's hove. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> you know, I, I often say if I was around at that time, if I was if I was an older person at that time in the late eighties, early nineties, I would have probably been a part of five percent nation only because. I think it's important for that five percent to get people hip, you know. Whereas these ten percenters who we come in contact with too too often, they just want to keep us like, nah, you know what? We just going to get this money and not share nothing and mm -hmm. share the wealth with and of knowledge uh -huh. with anybody. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> right. But no, his his knowledge went from that like generic five percenter like. New York rap knowledge that every New York rapper's had since the beginning of time to this thing that's now really nuanced because it's like, okay, so like I have three children and they're black children mm -hmm. and they're not like half black children or whatever, but they're like black children. Mm -hmm. And I'm Jay-Z now and I'm worth what I'm worth and I am have the leverage that I have in the world. So like now I'm from a position of influence. So like I have to say this on record. Like I feel like, I mean, we'll get to this with the Beyonce stuff, but there are things that he had to say on this record or else he's just not doing his job. Right. Do you think he, on this album... Or else it's not a classic album, too. No, it's not even that's not a classic album, because Jay-Z, again, you have to understand, Jay doesn't care. Right. I, and I don't he has even, more money than God. I don't even get into, like, the classic labeling just yet. No, he can't, I, I, like, I, he doesn't worry about that. I think he's at a point where he's like, <laughs> I just I just have to make a, an album. Right. Which is the level of freedom he's at. So... Hold on, hold on, just for the classic stuff. I just feel like at this point in the game with what he's... 12 albums in like it's not a classic or in the in the in the conversation for potentially being a classic unless you have those personal elements the, in there it's if the it's, best album he makes is reasonable doubt okay okay that's a fair point he that's has to have that, that. that's a fair point um what i was going to say is on this album just the black man his ego things like that um a healthy dose of narcissism. Do you think he has that now? Oh, of course. He's Jay-Z. Always. But, like, the, the, the thing is with Jay-Z now is that, like, Jay-Z could, like... Okay, so Jay knows that anything that he says is the most important thing that anybody has ever said. Do you think prior to now he didn't have a health... He had an unhealthy amount of narcissism going on? <sighs> he was a new... Jay's been, like, the most basic New York rapper since, like, day one. Mm -hmm. He is never... Okay, so I'll put it like yeah, this. Yeah, Until... It. Okay, so... 
I wrote a whole thing on Medium about this album. And yeah. I, I was Check pulled, it out. I was, I was pulling Check up quotes. Okay. I got right, three yeah. quotes. Okay. I'm going to pick right. one of them to, to, to okay. talk about. So, so, like, so I'm going to pull the quote. Um, Having mastered both guiding the culture and the business end of what rap and hip-hop have become, this epic album showcases Jay-Z as a rapper, finally able to match Biggie on Ready to Die and Life After Death as the dominant voice of rap from its cradle of development. That's true. That's what you say yeah, it's totally in your true. medium piece. Yeah, so I'll put it like this. Like we'll put Jay- the link on, on, online for y'all because yeah. I need to read that. Okay, so for the longest time, I'll say this about Jay. Jay was not even the top five best rapper in New York. Jada, Cam, mm-hmm. 50, mm-hmm. Fab, mm-hmm. Name, name me another, give me another one. I mean, I'll give you the, French. I'll give you French Montana. You're talking about as far as people who are alive. Yes, who, get, who, who at various points in the, la- in the last 20 years could say they were better rappers than Jay-Z. Okay. French for the point of like, okay, right, so if you, if right. you need a club song that will dominate all of club radio, you know, or dominate like you know, like playing in the clubs. French Montana has been that man for like mm-hmm. ten years, unassailably. Mm-hmm. So like Jay, Jay's not even that good at doing that kind of record. Mm-hmm. So like he's not been the best guy until he finally got to a point where he was like, I have nothing to really worry about because Jay's whole thing was always, I'm worried about making a pop hit. I'm worried about pushing the business side of the culture ahead. Mm-hmm. He's finally at a point now where he's like, oh. Let me just make some some real raps again. Let me just do some some rap. I'm just gonna like out rap everybody because because yeah. I I can now. Mm-hmm. And he did. I mean, and he hasn't rapped that consistently good since Reasonable Doubt. On Reasonable Doubt, everybody who listened to that album was like, because we go all the way back to then. After that album, everybody's like, oh, this Jay Z, he's gonna be be a player. You gotta watch out. Jay's gonna be like a serious like player in the in the game absolutely and then the next album is like mtv pop ready and you're just like mm-hmm. like what what happened mm-hmm. what what happened to, to jay <laughs> like damn you used to have bars now you got hooks but he he, he knew what he <laughs> had to do to even be able to get bring everything full circle right because he was only going to be middle class upper yeah. middle class at best Coming just with the straight bars, right? You know what I mean? Because his bars aren't that tight. Mm-hmm. Like they, they have they have been criminally uh, they have been criminally overrated. I feel because okay. he's Jay Z. Because Jay does everything at a level of business sense and opulence that nobody else in rap can do. So, technically speaking, yes, you think his his ability pales in comparison to the brand Jay Z that he has created? Yeah, by by far, by okay. far, by far. It's, okay. emperor, it's emperor's new clothes. <laughs> Like, I mean, and this was the, the first. The views expressed on the, on the Flagship <laughs> show do not necessarily represent. <laughs> I, I know. Do I not know. necessarily represent that of the host. Of the no, but Jay, <laughs> Jay finally on this record, I knew it was, I knew he, okay, like, I knew he was like, and I heard smile. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jay's rapping like a rapper, like, like not rapping like, like a pop star or rapping like a, a businessman who occasionally puts lyrics on songs. No, he's rapping like a rapper. Like mm-hmm. he actually wants to like real rap, be better than everybody else rapping. And it was like, okay, so this is like happening now. 
And then it's like you go into like uh, Bam and other stuff where it's like once he pulled the Sister Nancy, the the the, the Bam Bam rhythm, I yes, was yes, like, yes. I was like, oh, it's '94, so like Boozer's just gonna like jump out of the record at me. Okay, so like that's where we are now. And I thought it was also dope. I commented. I don't know if you saw my comment on media on your medium post, yeah. but I thought it was dope how you mentioned how he went through this 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 point of like. No, no return possibly if he decides to do a deal with the devil. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Which he talked about with, on the evils. Yeah, um, much in the way that you know blues legend Robert Johnson talked about. You know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, like so. And that. a lot of people don't know about Robert Johnson, but that guy, literally, the 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 story goes, he right. made a deal with the devil in the middle of the road. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of a country road. Right, he made a deal with the devil and. Never look back. Right, and that's what Jay did. I feel like Jay did that, like, the, the, the second that Reasonable Doubt hit and blew up. Mm. Like, bang. Mm. Oh, this is the, the, the joint. Like, once that happened, then it was like, oh, okay. So now we are, like, at a different level. Like, I have access. Because remember, Jay hit in 96 mm. at a point when Puff had just opened up all the doors. People forget that about 96. Puff had just opened up, like, all the doors. Like, mm. Every brand, every person, every human being in the world that cared about rap music was suddenly caring about rap in a different way, in a way that like rap had never been economically cared about. Like mm -hmm. since like Fresh Fest or whatever, with like you know Run DMC, and then they were get to go travel all the way around the world and take rap to Japan and do all sorts of craziness. Right, right. And this was like the first time when people were like, rap. Rap is approachably mainstream, and <laughs> rap is entertaining, and all of these rappers have so much charisma, and they're so easy to talk to. And then Jay goes from being like, I'm, I, I'm friends with Jazz O, I'm, I'm a dope double-time spitter, to being like, I'm going to do this puff thing and be approachable and intelligent and be able to have conversations and be good at you know having business time conversations and be able to just make money. That's what I'm here to do. And it was like, oh, well, this is happening, and... And, I, and that I, was the deal with the devil because he okay. went from being like literally Jazz O's hype man yes. and Biggie's consigliere, Hawaiian Sophie, from Hawaiian Sophie and Brooklyn's finest mm -hmm. to suddenly being, I am as good of a businessman as Sean Puffy Combs. My name is Sean Carter, aka Jay Z. Which to, that's <laughs> definitely to his credit, like he was very good at put positioning himself around the right people and having the right, right. people on his team. Whereas, good whereas, businessman. Whereas 50's like, 50's like, I'm 50 Cent. I'm coming for white women. Yeah, <laughs> look at me. I'm going to rip my shirt off. You ain't real, and I'm going to let everybody know. <laughs> Rick Ross. <laughs> and then there's like, you know, and then there's like, you know, Cam's like, on the side, I actually still deal drugs <laughs> in Ohio. Right. That is what I do when I mean, I'm not rapping. However, you know? but I'm going to distract you from all of that <laughs> with all my loud pink and other loud colors because I'm a Harlem dude, and that's what we do. Right, <laughs> and it's like, and Jay, and Jay the whole time is like, well, my name is Sean Carter, and I'm just going to continue to make these business deals, and let's continue to shake hands. And what kind of access do you have to capital? Because I need capital, because I need capital in order to get my credit straight. Yeah. You know, like, that's what I'm trying to do. Side note, would you put 50 at, like, second place in terms of this era's, like, hip-hop entrepreneurs because of the, the, the vitamin water deal? I wrote about 50. I've been writing about 50 for like the last... That, that the, Netflix, the Netflix deal? The, the vitamin water deal was very big, and I remember when that happened. I was working at Whole Foods in Union Square, New York City when that happened. And um, I was... At 50. I was just like, wow. Yeah. Like, who'd have thought it? And like, for me, that is my one of my earliest recollections of really understanding 
good marketing and branding and, and, and okay. stories because it's just like, duh, he works out, he's all fitness, you know, <laughs> he don't drink liquor, but vitamin water, which is all fucking sugar, <laughs> but right. still, but, you know. But him and Steve Stout, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Worked so with what, him to buy it. Go ahead. So here's what's crazy is that 50 did that deal for $150 million. Mm-hmm. He put it in a song, right? $150 million is all he got mm-hmm. from, you know, the selling of vitamin water when they got sold to Glasso and, be, and yeah. like, you know, like, that's what he got. $150 million, mm-hmm. which at the time was like, 50 Cent has made 100 Whoa. Mm-hmm. Here's Jay-Z, who's almost a billionaire. Again, people have to understand, like, yeah. comparatively. So let's, let's talk about Beyonce at this point. Okay. This yeah, would yeah, be a perfect so yeah. time to talk so, about Beyonce. And, 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 and to our guests in the room, just to preface, so like, we, uh, as you can see, we're talking about 444, and we're really talking about just the two narratives that everybody has been focused on mostly within social media um infidelity and the uh the the, the black empowerment capitalism component so um if you have any thoughts you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so so okay so like there's this thing that that happens with with like this is okay so when you talk about like the kennedys for instance and you talk about these like iconic american families where marriage is like almost like dowry related and it's like you know straight out of the 16th century jay-z hit that level mm-hmm. and in 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 actual rhyme mm-hmm. he says at 21 years old i said to your family that i was going to marry you one day mm-hmm. again things that people there's so much subliminally said on this record because jay is so calm on this record where like it's all subliminal because he's existential Mm-hmm. With his raps, he's the first like like Lupe Fiasco has always been existential, but there's always been a level of like crazy right. attached to Lupe. But like this is existential and being calm and wealthy and like I am going to take a very didactic you know look at myself and expound my expound on my my reality in bars. And he was like, I told you know her family that I was going to marry her when she was 21 years old mm-hmm. at some point, and that's like after. After he told her, "Don't embarrass me," right before they got officially got that's, together. That's feudalism. <laughs> that's like you know. That's like literal feudalism, mm-hmm. like in rap form, which most rappers are like, "I'm the king." Right. No, Jay's like, "Well, I'm I was actually, actually the king because right. I promised to be betrothed to this 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 family's daughter, and then told her to hang out and don't embarrass me until it is time for me to take your hand in marriage." And Beyonce, to her credit, discredit, however you look at it, did this. She was like, absolutely, I will do this. I will never embarrass you. I will never make you feel like, you know, untoward. I will do many of these things for until the point you decide to marry me. Which makes me think, because remember, you remember, y'all remember back when people would be like, oh, man, Beyonce not that smart. She don't really have an opinion on nothing. She's always like, oh, it's such a blessing. It's such a blessing. You know what I mean? It's a ble- look at her life. It's an actual blessing. You know what I mean? But, like, I think at that time, this was still, this was pre, like, I think this nigga's cheating on me. <laughs> and once she was like, I'm over, I'm fed up with this shit, then we're like, oh, shit, like, even if there's, even if the opinion and the perspective is flawed or whatever the case may be, it might be problematic, whatever. Now she has a strong opinion and she's communicating this through her music and, and other ways now. Whereas before, 
we, she was just like, I'm going to perform, I'm going to look good, I'm going to be on his arm, I'm going to be pretty, that's what I'm going right. to do. Because that's what it was. <laughs> you it know was... what I mean? And, and more importantly, I held up my end of the bargain. Right, right. I was... Through and through. Yeah, I mean, and this is like, Jay-Z is rumored to be with Rachel Roy, he was rumored to be with Rihanna, he was rumored to be with Rita Ora, he was rumored to be with me, you, your mama, and your cousin too. Mm. So like, you know, like the whole thing, like he was rumored to be with everybody, and the entire time, because she was betrothed to Jay-Z in a feudalistic sense, she was prim and proper and decent and kind and never really had an opinion on anything. It was very robotic all the time. I am happy. I am blessed. I love Jesus Christ. I love my sister. I love my mother. My father's a piece of shit. But I will still love him I in public. I will still love him too. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, and then it's like, you know, she comes out and people were funny with Lemonade. But Lemonade's great because there's this moment, you know, where you can just imagine, like, we were talking about it beforehand. You know, like, when there's a million dollars in the, when there's a billion dollars in the elevator, and Jay looks at his wife and says, dear, I am going to go to the party with Rihanna. And it's like a, a pause, because it's like, you know exactly what that means. And it's just dead silence, and I can imagine this Solange just deciding finally at this point that she's had enough of seeing this whole thing have to go down where Beyonce couldn't say anything, couldn't do anything, because this was what the deal was. As Jay literally said in rhyme, like, rhyme, he actually said that was what the deal was. And then she just hauled off and slapped him. Because I would too. Like, wait, you, you finally got married to this man? And he is still doing the very same things that you, you could not have an opinion on for the better part of 15 years. And now you, you, you're going to just let him do that? And adding even more insult to injury... <laughs> He continued on once the baby, once the blue <laughs> ivy came into play. It's just like, wow. Oh, I mean, like, Jay also named his child <laughs> Blueprint 4. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop for a second. I didn't get that. I, I, I Jay, <laughs> Jay named his child Blueprint 4. Mm -hmm. Blue Ivy Carter is IV. Blueprint 4. Mm -hmm. Ivy is 4, that's ill. This woman allowed her firstborn child to be named Blueprint 4. We would have been cool with Brooklyn. I mean, <laughs> But th think about that level. Like, Jay is Brooklyn, at. Brooklyn been whored out too much. Yeah. Right, so, that. I mean, if we, if they would have been like, uh, like, like the Beckhams at that point, you know? Mm. Right. So it's like, okay, so you do that. And then this man still continues to run around and cheat. You're just like, what? 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 And then it's like, what killed me about Lemonade, we were talking about this earlier when people were like, it was a publicity stunt. It's like, Black people, well, these black people don't play like that. Like, really? <laughs> like, this <laughs> woman... Don't play like that. This woman has been aggrieved to a, a, a degree that nobody could... Again, another point that has to be made about this record. People do not understand. These folks operate on a completely different level of humanity mm -hmm. than anybody else. Like, well, I strongly understand Beyonce's point because my man ran... Is your man worth almost a billion dollars? Does your man have? Does your man routinely just sit in, in 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 the in the salon and have conversations with Barack? I think it's also important to note that she is the biggest entertainer in the game and also has her what she's worth what five hundred million? million. So there's that point I too. Mean, so yeah, when she hits five hundred million, she's also a, a major boss in her right, own right. So it's yeah. that point where you hit five hundred million and you finally are like, oh, okay, so I can finally just like let this man have it. I can just haul off. And I'm gonna get with, and then I'm gonna shoot a, a video with me and all my girlfriends, who know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's your name again? Ariel. Ariel. So, you and your girls talk, right? Mm -hmm. 
and nobody knows what you and your girls talk about, right? Let's say that you had the opportunity to release an album where you could unveil all of the secrets that you and your homegirls had been talking about about, this sh about your shitty husband for 15 years. What would you do? Would I talk shit about my No, husband? no, no. When you had that opportunity with you and your homegirls, and you could shoot a video of this album. A hip hopper. Y'all would, <laughs> would turn up, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. There would be like, there would be like, Serena Williams level twerking happening. Your, your, your non-stripper friends twerking better than some strippers out here. <laughs> Probably. And y'all would be standing in formation and doing all sorts Everything. of stuff. Like you just would be like, this is the moment. Busting windows out like Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> Why right? not? Exactly. Because that's crazy. Because imagine, could you do that? Could you hold on to that level of guilt and anger? Cause that's a, that's a, that's for a, as long as Beyonce did, I don't know how she did that. Yeah, that's, that's something else that I saw. I've seen a lot of women on, on Twitter talking about, like, I don't know how she did it. I just can't believe this. But like, you know what? It's crazy. It's regular women out here who, that right. actually do do that. Exactly. And I, I said that earlier. Like, there's women who, there are many regular women who've done what Beyonce's done throughout all of time. And there's other women who are like, fuck that. I'm out. Exactly. Right, but but again, like at the point when you're earning like the money that she's earning, and then you know that like okay, so it's like one of those things too. That the, the key point of this album is that when you have kids with someone, and it's like okay, you have to stay together for the kids, and like that moment when like Jay realizes, man, this thing with me cheating could actually impact my children. And when my children find out, oh man, that's gonna be some shit that I'm gonna have to explain. So I'll ask you again, Ariel, <laughs> like, if you had children with this man, could you still stay with this man with the level of infidelity that he admits to openly on this record? If I was Beyonce? Yeah, if you were Beyonce. If you're like, okay, you're the number one artist in the world. And, you're, and, you're, and your baby father and, was almost, is, okay. is practically and, a billionaire. And, think about, and, think about and, and I'm pregnant with his and, twins now. And, and yeah. is connected in the way that he's connected. And then on him. top of that, the next dude you're going to be with could be future. Because who? Wait a who, minute, that's far-fetched. It's what? not far-fetched <laughs> at all. Well, no, because I, th I, th I, th I, th I was going to say, who, 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 could you, who, Clay could you Thompson. Go, who could you go to next? I don't. Where do you go to from? You you gotta go like you even get a billionaire. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> right. that's, that's the billionaire route. Right. You, you have. But 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 yeah. again, understand. She's been she's been with this same man for most of her natural born adult life. She has been promised to this man since she was twenty one years old. Go go marry an actual king in the Middle East. Right. Know. Like yeah. it, she would have to be like Jackie Onassis, uh, Jack Jackie Kennedy at that point, mm -hmm. and meet Aristotle Onassis somewhere. But could she, couldn't she just get somebody who's gonna treat her just as well as he did? Yeah. I mean, you could, but you but also. But I, I, I think, I think, I think, when you're at that level of wealth, that that, that there's some other shit you gotta take into consideration, <laughs> like your reputation, like all these different things that are part of how your whole livelihood. And you could also just, like I said, slip up and end up with future. As a as an unknown as an unknown person, <laughs> even if you got money, as an unknown person, that shit don't really make that big of a deal. Like perhaps a a woman who. Um, it was in Beyonce's position, but wasn't worth as much. And maybe, if, you know, in terms of like financially and like, you know, 
but she still made made a good living for herself. You know what I mean? Like a, a really a really good living. Like she could possibly go date a guy who, or be with a man who doesn't have as much as Jay Z, but is still close enough in that it's not awkward and weird for both sides. But when you're, it's just like you got to go up. You got, to, you know, how people say like you're not supposed to fuck. You're not supposed to fuck down. You got to fuck up. You got to fuck up at that point. You really got to fuck up. <laughs> You had to. And it, it's funny when you talk about like Rihanna right now and her new relationship with the uh, the you know the the Dubai like the Middle Eastern football guy. player. Billionaire billionaire dude. Yeah, the era of Toyota who's like worth just untold amounts of money. Like that's where you have to go. And I don't know if like and it's just one of those things where like I I don't know if she'd be able to do that. Like that's just not a thing that I think is like And she might she might have she might have definitely taken that page out of uh, Eve's book because Eve was like Man, fuck I mean, rap niggas. Eve, <laughs> Stevie Eve, J. Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey did the same thing. Janet yeah. Jackson. You know what right, I'm exactly. It's crazy. Like, so I mean, that's the, the thing about uh, 444 that kills me is like, Jay literally is just like, I'm sorry. Um, did I say I was sorry? Because if I didn't say I was sorry, I'm sorry. Well, let me let me let me touch on that too. <laughs> let me touch on that too, because I want to quote another um, another um, part of the uh, the medium uh, article that you wrote. Yeah. Um, you say, four forty four is amazing because Jay as Biggie is alive, well, and successful at his life enough to be reflective, existentialist, and expansive in both his work and operating at the closest space we've probably ever seen New York rap operate in attempting to exceed Biggie's legacy. So before you respond, yeah. I want to say, okay, we now all know, like, he's got a therapist. Yes. Which is a big thing as, um, as not only a rapper, but just as a black man, because, you know, mental health and black right. people, men in particular, like, that's just not our shit. We're taught not to recognize You know what I mean? I wonder, as a part of this whole apathy to catharsis, to vulnerability, was this something that was possibly suggested by his therapist? Like, was his therapist like, you need to just, okay, you need to put it, just put it out to okay, the world. Real, real put it out on a record. I'll, I'll admit to this right now. I have a therapist. I've had a therapist for six months. I've been, I went to therapy. Hey, man. It's, therapy. It's my, like, my therapist I mean, saved my life. No, no, mine too. So it's, so it's a real thing. Like... The first thing that my therapist told me to do was to stop writing about things I didn't care about and to start writing about myself mm-hmm. and my own well-being. So if you go to my Medium page, there's like three or four pieces that are like directly related to that. Because I was like, you know, you're like, well, you, you can say this stuff, but you have to be about this stuff in some demonstra- like demonstrable way. So I'm sure that like he went to the therapist was like, this is what happened, man. So I did this thing for real. And like, he put out this album and like she might leave me so, like, I've been talking to her for, like, the last month. She's on the road. I don't know if there's, like, random dudes just turning up the hotel. I don't know. I'm paranoid, whatever. Like, these are real things. Like, you know, like, when I, like, you know, like, I, I, I know it way too well. Like, you're just like, damn, I'm paranoid about this. I don't know what's going on. So I'm sure he's like, well, just, just write, write, write it down. <laughs> like, start writing it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that Jay made a bunch of songs, like, 444 probably being one of them, where it's like he had to, because the first key to, like, doing therapy is that you have to have that moment of honesty mm-hmm. where you honestly admit to the thing that is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's the hardest part. The hardest part of the whole thing is to like honestly admit to the flaw that is the biggest flaw that is like keeping you from mental sanity. Mm-hmm. So it's the idea that like, I'm sure Jay, after, okay, people, I, I'm sure that like, 
at that point, they live in the same home, and Beyonce is recording this record. Jay knows exactly what she's talking about. Every night that she gets home from the studio, she is laughing. She probably has her little like iPhone buds in, laughing out loud, like listening to like Lemonade and like cackling at the shit that she gets to say on this record about this man. Mm -hmm. Looking at him and going, ha ha nigga, I got you. And he and he's just like, all right. Thanks, dear. I guess. I, well, I think going, revisiting the therapy part, right? I think yeah. and I, I read your article, amazing, but I also read the New York Times article where they interviewed No ID. Mm -hmm. And a big part of therapy is revealing truths, you know, when, when you're ready to, but also removing the clutter that goes along with kind of like hiding your bullshit. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so you read the art, you read the article, the New York Times joined so with, when No ID is just talking about like sending Hove beats every single morning. And then every single morning, Jay's on the treadmill listening to the beats. And then after that, they, they record, they do music. Mm -hmm. And it's just a routine every single day. New beat, new batch of beats from No ID, record, be on the treadmill, boom. So I think having therapy mixed in with building a routine that allows you to isolate all the fuck shit out the way was what created this type of album. Which is Design. something that uh, uh, any good therapist worth their weight will, will tell you to do. Right. Like, you know, do something every day to, to, to get you up and out of the, the, the stew of shit that you sitting in, you know right. what I mean? And to get you back, get you back on your square. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, so, also, and also they said Beyonce was in a room for some of those, mm -hmm. those nights and when, when him and No ID were in the studio. So I think as much as it is about revealing the shit that you've done in the past or revealing your truths, it's also sitting in and being comfortable with this new version of you or what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and not isolating these two worlds and actually bringing them together. Yeah, so. it's, it's crazy. Like, again, like 444 is, uh, I mean, I said it in my piece, and I'll say it again here. Um, Jay apologized to Beyonce in the same way that Biggie should have apologized to Faith and probably didn't, in the same way that 50 probably didn't apologize to anyone with Baby's Mamas, or, and, or anybody, or, or any other to New York son. rapper in the history of rap that has been, that has cheated. Because the reason why Jay thinks it's okay to cheat is because he saw Big do the same thing. So it's like, oh. And he, you know, so it's like, it's a beautiful moment when you hear that song, because you're like, damn. Like, that's the song, and I believe also that, like, this is a record that Biggie should have made. At this point, if Biggie had never passed away, he'd be at this point where, like, he could make this record, and, like, Big getting his mind clear. Because where he was at was, like, at Suicidal Thoughts, which is one of those records that, like, by comparison to, like, some of the stuff with this record is, like, revolutionary in the sense that, like, Big sat down and was like, all right, I'm going to get this stuff off my chest. Whatever happens, happens. I'm good. Like, we haven't heard rap, especially New York rap, New York being the cradle of rap, it's important. We haven't heard rap really be that open yeah. and honest at the level of rap that they're right, at. right. Mm -hmm. In, in a long of time, us wanting to hear it because Joe Budden been rapping about that shit. The right, whole but, Joe, but Joe's shit. not at that level. That's exactly right, what right. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe's not at that level. Like talking about suicidal yeah. thoughts and all that shit yeah. on the beat. That's definitely like, that's the been thing. done before. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. But do we want to hear that shit from Joe Budden? You know I what mean, to the masses. No, but you're uh, okay. So like, like, like <laughs> Pollyanna Turnup that is is here at Impact Hub. She doesn't want. She doesn't know who Joe Budden is. Right. Exactly. Until now, until he walked away from Migos. 
Mm-hmm. She had no idea. Mm-hmm. She 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 probably heard pumping up at a fr- at a sorority party. Maybe. 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 She watched you guys serve. Right. <laughs> Maybe, but other than that, she's not even Joe Budden is. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. At that level, you haven't had like I heard four point four and I'm like, wow. Yeah. So 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 let me ask you this. This is then this is a reference to uh volume three again. Yeah. Um did uh is Jay Z finally dead? Did he go back to Sean Carter the hustler? Or is he Sean Carter something else now? He's Sean Carter something else now. He's a he's he's like Jay's always flirted with being an old man of rap. Mm-hmm. Like always. Beach Chair is my favorite old man Jay Z rap song ever. So Jay Z's dead. Yeah. Okay. Jay Z is this is his retirement. I will announce it right now, cause you can't make a better Jay Z as a, as a creative artist cannot make a better record than this. Mm-hmm. He he just can't. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. Like it's funny. I what's up? I don't know. It's possible. Well, how so? Because there's so many more elements that he could touch on. I mean, I, but I, that's just me being the optimistic person that I am. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, but, but realistically, that album, the 444, is it's amazing. And I mean, we need more of those. Yeah, like, and I, I think if he sits down and takes his time, like he did with this one, or if Beyonce comes out with a, a lemonade with sugar, yeah, or I'll something hear, like that, then it's gonna. I it's mean, the, pivot okay, him to do something okay. More. So the album then that we want then is, is we want strawberry the, lemonade. Is we want the <laughs> is we want the is we want the peach. Is we want the Jay Z and Beyonce collaborative record nah. about black family, or perhaps four forty four is another. This is this is a preview, another a, a, a blueprint to what he what he plans to do in business next. So say for instance with him. Um, this being because um, this is the second time he uh, paid for um, a number of uh, inmates' bail, right? Right. So maybe in that, just him um, going down like the whole the whole like uh, mass incarceration um, fight, going down that right, going down that route. Perhaps in that, he plans to do some kind of provide some kind of empowerment initiative yeah. to get to get these people, you know, in a in a position. Yeah. To, to help themselves and really show like okay, I'm put I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is and show y'all like I'm not just blowing smoke out my out my ass like I'm really gonna like help I'm gonna reach back because okay. now I'm in a position where I can reach back. Can we and touch multiple people? Exactly. Yeah, I, I love that, but there's a thing I want to ask about, and I, I've been meaning to ask. I've asked everybody about this. But I asked everybody in this room about it. Okay, this is the first time we've ever had positive disc records on a rap record. Like, he dissed Kanye in the nicest way possible mm-hmm. and, like, challenged him to be a better individual and challenged him to be a smarter person in this way that's, like, I didn't know rap could do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could be, like, come on, man. You need to be smarter about your friends and your, choose your friends better and be, be more intelligent about the way that, you know, you expect return on investment of your money. Because mm-hmm. it's not like, yo, you whack, you a Bama, you right. suck. No, he's like, no, man, like, I mean, I know we've had a falling out and all, but but you, you just have to yeah, he really was basically, he was basically get yourself saying, together, man. Yeah, he was like, yo, we've we've all been fucked over by somebody before. Right, that was the line. But that doesn't mean that you just isolate everybody who's in your circle it's the most because positive, of this one person. Like, it's the most positive diss record ever. I'm just like, you can't be mad if he disses you like that. Because right. this is the thing where he's like, get the sense that Jay realizes in the same way that like someone like Kendrick realizes too, where it's like, 
if I make a great record and mention you in my great record, I am actually asking you to be better as an artist and as a man. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm also validating you right, by like, putting you in my raps. Yeah, he's like, you could be great. You're worth mentioning. Right, in the same way that Cole's the same way, because Cole did it for Wale. And yeah, mm-hmm. Cole did it for Wale, yeah. and then the Wale album dropped, and it was like a whole other Wale that never walked the earth came out of that record, and I'm, I'll, I'll say it again, it's one of my top five al- albums in, of the year. Because Wale comes off on that record like approachable and likable and decent and trying really hard to like rapidly rap again, and he's like, man, I feel unencumbered. And it's like, and I feel it's all because Cole took half a second to be like, come on Wale, you could do it Wale. Mm-hmm. I believe in you Wale. I'm looking forward to that Go-Go album. That's, that's what I'm waiting for Wale to show his ass off on that go-go album. Shout out to, shout out to Zay I mean, for working on that record. Yeah, that that yeah. would be great in that. And I just, I be talking about this time blue in the face and people still don't be hearing me. But it's just like, um, as far as the music goes, the rap that's coming out of D.C., um, it's never going to, D.C.'s never going to have like a real, it's not going to make its, 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 its mark in the way that New York or the West Coast or the South has if, Rappers here keep chasing sounds and running away from what the sound of the city and this region is. It's like, naturally about. And there's a and they, and like nobody has and everybody's like, man, you can't just do that. Don't work. I'm just like, I'm not saying do go go chops and samples and just hard like just straight up like we know this is a go go song. Like you know, fucking Rich Harrison. That's what I was gonna say. Rich Harrison, Harrison shows you it could be done. Amory's one thing is the Amory you know, you know and Beyonce. Uh 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 um what is it uh crazy and crazy love? love like go go samples how, how many people knew that was a go go sample fucking Nelly with right. uh hot in here yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like how many okay. people knew okay. every, you know what I mean every artist I talk to these days like when I'm not doing other stuff the other stuff I do I'm, you know, I'm also a journalist still working journalist and all the artists I talk to right now when they talk about DC records. Talk about go-go records. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Shit is crazy. I'm looking at everybody. Why so many rappers, especially a lot of these street rappers, why the hell y'all still doing motherfucking fucking trap records? Every fucking record's a trap record on your, on your, on your shit. Like, best, come on, man. The same, the best song, same music videos. The music videos look identical. Yeah, the best song I've, I heard from, from Odyssey's last album um, was a go-go record. Yes. Because he put a go-go record in the middle of the record because he's like, Though I'm not from DC, I should probably make a go-go record. Just just mm-hmm. because I have have yet to do that, and I have a live band, yeah. and because okay, but even if but he's even from if, Tacoma Park, right? Yeah, no, 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 no yeah. he's from Landover. Landover. Land. He, he 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 started out uptown. His family moved out Landover, so okay. he claim he claims PG. But even still, like that's still you're still directly influenced, yeah. especially at the time, like. He he's he's me and Marcus's age, so he was de- directly influenced and impacted by go-go music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Coming up, so. Of course he would do that. Like, I'll, I'll put it like this: like, like Drake has go-go records that haven't seen the light of day. That's 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 a real, honest to God, true fact in the world. Like Kendrick can get his live band to play go-go tomorrow. Like all the live players I know, because I'm, I'm heavy in the jazz community right now. All of the live players in LA can right. all play go-go records like the back of their hand. Right. If you get like like 1500 or nothing, or like a Terrace Martin in a Thundercat in the studio (laughs) working on like a go go infused album, that would be like my dream. Because that's the stuff they can play it. 
Because it's, it's part of, like, used to be a thing where when you talk to, like, and I talk to a white boy from Essence a lot mm -hmm. about this. Mm -hmm. And he's like, used to be a time when you go to New York and you sit in the studio with a bunch of live musicians, you had to teach from the pocket. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You had to literally teach. Yeah. A lot, like, when they do, like, you know, like, like any of those EU records, uh, not EU records, but the, uh, the Essence records, they came out on bigger labels. Like, yes. you know, like, uh, Work the Walls and all that stuff. They're played with, like, New York musicians mm -hmm. doing the, back, the background on it. And they had to teach them about the idea of a pocket. The pocket did not exist to them because they're all like, you know, Motown, Stax, you know, like, you know, like Memphis, L.A. style musicians. So the idea of like a, a slowed down backbeat that, you know, encompasses funk made no sense. It's like. What the fuck what? is this? It's yeah. not just straight down four on the floor, like boom to boom to boom to boom to boom. Right. No. It's boom, kick, boom, boom, kick, boom, kick, boom, boom. Like, right. what are you playing? Like, you know, but now, these kids coming up, for them, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 peace to uh, Kokai um, um, on uh, Gold Link's album, on, on that one interlude, like, and peace to Gold Link, because, like, they got it right with that, because that's definitely yeah. just a, a whole, like, little call and response experience and moment from a go-go show you know what i mean right. i also want to also want to send a shout out before we move on to the final question i want to send a shout out to guys like ab the producer mm -hmm. and mark henry yes because mm -hmm. they got it right as well they yeah. get it right with the on the production mm -hmm. and with mm -hmm. you know infusing the go-go sound and, and the elements of it the mark different elements like different ele whether it's the drums the keys the synths, whatever they do it right to where it makes sense in the same mm -hmm. way that in the same way that Rich Harrison did it for A. Marie and Beyonce, like Mark, like, like Mark Henry, low key is like one of the like the rising guys finally, mm -hmm. as like a studio like producer mm -hmm. in L.A. right now. It's like a crazy thing that's yeah. happening. Like he's starting to pop up a little bit more. Like yeah. you, you hear more people with more like buzz behind them, like talk about how dope Mark is. Yeah, I think I think the world outside of D.C. really got a greater wind of him um, on. Uh, Soul was it Soul Tape Three, Fab, yeah, Fab Soul Tape Three, three. Fab, on, on Fab's mixtape Soul Tape Three. Um, he definitely did some work on there, and I, I I know he's still working with them. Uh, but um, peace to them guys, man, because like they they're doing exactly what I said could be done. I know it could be done because I heard it and I knew what they were doing and right. I knew what they were influenced by. And it's just like I don't want to hear this shit. I'm just about, telling y'all that yeah. that's not what's selling. No, y'all just don't know. Y'all don't listen to music right. Y'all don't know music well enough. Uh, so. Final question: What does 444 mean for the rap industry and fans of the genre? Okay, so that's a so that's business a, like and consumer. What does what does the most the important question? God, it's like the best question too. It's the question everybody needs to needs to to understand. Um, rap, people don't get this, but rap is literally the language of society, mm -hmm. business, commerce, and humanity. Mm -hmm. Rap touches all aspects of life for everyone worldwide. The easiest way for me to have a conversation with someone in Saudi Arabia to South Africa, from China to Japan to Washington, D.C., is to use rap slang. Yes. If I say something is dope, everybody knows what that means. So, like, rap was, rap had hit this point where it was ubiquitous and it, like, filled up all the space in the box. Mm -hmm. Jay just opened up the box mm -hmm. because he 
is this Pandora's box line from uh, off of uh, Magna Carta Holy Grail? Shit, what was the what, what, no? What's I know what you're line? talking about. Shit. That Pandora's box line, uh, stick some of stick. St- what do you say? Stick, stick, stick his dick in Pandora's box and th- I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> he's still. But he's like, <laughs> look that shit up. But he opened <laughs> up the box Let's because Jay Z is the only rapper at his level who could be criminal element, old style hip hop dude. Mm-hmm. Like Drake tries and everybody else tries to like retain the essence of what rap was. When Drake's like, yeah, you know, I might get a body. You never know. Like, no, no, no. No, Aubrey. The one thing about the rap, the rap industry is people do their homework. Right. So, so <laughs> Jay is the last person, the only person at that level who could be like, okay. Everything that y'all rap about, I did it. Yeah. Everything y'all say that y'all did, I been did that. And then he's like, okay, so I'm going to now be an existentialist. That's crazy. Like, this is Jay-Z who, like, you know, like, all rappers who are rap in that Jay-Z kind of circle all have a million foot-long penises. They have a trillion dollars. They have 87 million girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And they are impervious to pain. 50 Cent was shot nine times. You know, like, those are things. Like, it's like, yeah, like, right. that, that's how awesome they are. And then Jay sat down on the record and was like, I cheated on my wife. I, yeah, like, exactly. Cheated on my wife. Um, I want to talk about the O.J. Simpson documentary. I want to talk about all of the crazy fucked up shit that, you know, we don't talk about in rap. And I want to tell you some actual real facts about myself. Like, if you're a beta male MC, this has been your bread and butter. Beta male rap existed for 15 years because... Uh, rap let's, got let's talk about that, that those years. And oh, real quick, the line is, "I never stuck my cock in the fox's box, but damned if I ain't opened Pandora's box." And that was on Picasso, baby. Right. Shout and, out. And it, shout out. Ariel. Way to redeem yourself, Geronimo. But yeah, that's the thing. So it's shout like so Ariel. Jay, so Jay saying that like he didn't say that beta male rap was okay. He literally just like sunned every single beta male rapper that ever rapped. So you talking about like tribe rappers like tribe them guys or like what type like of- this beta male Oh, you talking about of oh, now. Now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, that's what I need. I needed to I'm going to get I'm going to get real emotional on this record. You know, no 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 10% just the Wale. I'm going to do some some poetry before I do my raps cuz I want to show you how sensitive I am. Guys <laughs> pineapples. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like Jay's like I, I cheated on my wife. No, no, I'm not going to follow that up with, but yeah, fuck that bitch. No, I cheated on my wife. Um, that's what I did, and it's really unfortunate and sad, and my three kids are going to find out about this one day, and then I'm going to make a subliminal at the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy because I, I have to do that because I want to make sure that my kids, when they hear this record, understand that I'm speaking to them and I'm going to speak on their level. That's what I'm pointing to. And even even calling, <laughs> even making fun of the guys who always talk about like, yeah, I took your bitch. She in the car with me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like I, I thought I was like, he was like, basically like, who gives a fuck? Right. <laughs> right. Like, and then he's like, right. well, I'm going to rap about my, my wife being my soulmate. And I'm not going to say, yeah, because she sucked my dick. Because right. that would be every other rap song of all time. Right. No. Uh, she's my soulmate. We, uh. Occasionally take vacations together, and we enjoy waking up in the mornings and staring at the sunsets together. And he didn't I, call her a ride or die chick either. 
Where right. so other rappers like, yeah, she stuck with me through thick and thin. Allah. <laughs> Not only when I was broke, but also when I was out here fucking around. She a ride or die, and it's just like, <sighs> this oh, is why we got hashtag men of trash. Damn. Right. He's like, he's like, well, he's like, he's like, I won't talk about any of that. I will say that I, I did a lot of horrible things, and it's like, it's, it's like honest. Like I did many horrible things in my life. I, you know, once beat a man over the head with a, with a. Also, it's great. It's great for people who are new to this Jay Z story and missed out on the '90s. Yeah. He's like. You know, there was once a time where I beat a man over the head with a bottle. I shot my brother. I shot my when brother I was, when I was a kid. My I mother, my mother's a lesbian. Let's not forget that. And had who, to hide who, that in her whole who, life. Who, 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 who used to get high, and yeah. I actually served, served her. her. Yeah, I served my own mother. You right. know what I mean? Like it, that's 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 crazy. And it's not like yeah, I did that because I'm the dopest deal, dope dealer ever. No, it's like I did that, and man, that's really fucked up. And I probably shouldn't do these things, but you know, this is where I'm at now. So he and to summarize all this, he basically one killed Jay Z, right? Mm -hmm. he, Literally, he killed his ego. Like I told y'all, sell drugs. Nah, Hove did that. So hopefully, hopefully you, you don't have, have to go, go through that. that. <laughs> right. And two, there's growth and discomfort in most artists, most rappers, because a lot of artists are are not afraid to go to that place. But most rappers with the egos and all that shit prevent you from putting right. yourself in these. You know, right? Even even Wayne discomfort. will go. We'll yeah. go. Diff like we'll be like you know, yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sad. But yeah, I fucked some bitches later. Right. It but, was cool. But there's a ceiling on that. And I think that's what we learned from this right. album. Like, I, I see Jay-Z's career in trilogy, in a trilogy form, right? Like, yeah. So Reasonable Doubt to Black Album was, you know, one growth spurt of maturation, right? Yes. And he retired super drug dealer Hove in, in the Black Album. Right. Right. And then from Kingdom Come to now, he's been adjusted to being on this higher tier of relationships and business and shedding off his past and to prep him for the future. And so the funeral of this version of Jay-Z has just ended. Mm -hmm. So now we're stepping into this third part, which I think is the most exciting part because he was able to be retrospective and introspective of himself to rid himself of his demons mm -hmm. while still continuing to ascend in his career. Mm -hmm. And now he has a full deck of cars to play with, and you can't say shit about them. No, the realest, the realest shit in the world that I'm waiting for, because because this is the best part about this era of rap, and everybody has to be like aware of this, is that like all the shit you thought was rap is gonna be like proven to you to be false. Because right. rappers are liars. Rappers are the best musical liars there are. Just telling lies, like lies on record that are like astounding. Like like I I had sex with ten thousand women. No, no, didn't. I have a hundred cars. No, you don't. I yeah. bought twelve houses. No, you didn't. I don't want to hear no Zan raps anymore. I don't want to hear no drug raps. I don't want to hear none of that right. shit anymore. Right, but I mean the stuff you're gonna hear about is like I'm waiting for the record that Jay Z and Beyonce have where they apologize for drunken love. Because <laughs> that's a record that has to exist now. Because if you're a mother of three, yeah, you can't be like, yeah, babe. So you know when you and your 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 man get excited about each other, just just have some wild, crazy kinky sex and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and fuck up that Picasso on the wall. Mm -hmm. No. So we're going to leave it right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marcus, as always, thank you. Um, tell, oh, tell, every, tell everybody where they can find your Medium page. Where, God, where medium you can, they can find the, 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 the whole collection of a lot yeah, of your writing. Uh, Medium.com slash at Marcus K. Dowling. You can find me on social media. Twitter.com slash Marcus K. Dowling. That's Marcus with a C-K-D-O-W-L-I-N-G. 
Also, uh, Facebook, the same thing. Instagram, the same thing. Just find me. Um, G and I have a bunch of stuff coming um, that has absolutely nothing to do with music or pop culture for that sake. Um, my last thing I'm going to say is just, uh, you know, like level up. Hell, that's what mm -hmm. this, this, level, this, this album teaches you that. Mm -hmm. Great place to end it. The All The Fly Kids show was powered by Fairground Creative Media and is recorded at the Innovator Studio inside Impact Hub, located in the Penn Quarter section of downtown D.C. Engineered by Backpack Matt and Ryan Gordon and produced by Geronimo Nose, me. You can subscribe to and listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Mixcloud, and Spreaker. Tell a friend and pay it forward.